0: You're now tuned into the Fully Booked podcast with Mace French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Tell me you go.
1: Tell me
2: Welcome back to part two and the best of 2019, season five to eight. Now on to season seven, Crushing It by Gary Vee, featuring one of our most charismatic guests of 2019, being Alfie.
3: I guess if we take it right back, I'm originally from Hackney. Cool. Moved out of Hackney when I was eight. Um, moved to a heavily white area yeah. called, in Surrey called Causedon um, and just got into a whole heap of madness from when I was young. As you do. Yeah, exactly. Rolling with the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Then got kicked out of school. From that even further moving in gangs and just just, just petty nonsense. Mm-hmm. Then I had a, a bit of a, a defining moment whereby I was using a flasher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was using the flasher, Scratchy, back in the day. Yeah, um, got does. on a bus, <laughs> night bus, and then 68. I was with my brother. The, the bus driver kicked me and my brother off. Well, kicked my brother off, and I followed him because obviously his family—you can't yeah. leave family. Otherwise, I wouldn't, wouldn't, would, would, would really. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Imagine that. Get back to your yard, and your mum's like, "Where's your little yeah, brother?" That's exactly. like, nah, not happening. <laughs> yeah, and then from that, it, my life just went into. This, it kind of went into some sort of. Uh, it was like a whirlwind. Long story mm-hmm. short, mm-hmm. whereby because of one situation that I avoided, and it was an angel. I can only call it angel. Energy yeah. was protecting me. I avoided going to prison because all my friends are on the bus went in prison they served between four to seven years
0: so I'm sorry to cut you so this is the same bus journey where you got kicked off
3: yeah Okay. Yeah. something happened on that yeah 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 wow. yeah 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 wow. they okay. got into an altercation and yeah from that I started really understanding the energy and really going in life because I know I know it sounds mad cliche but you've only got really one shot mm-hmm. so you can't be living your life through anybody else's eyes or on anybody else's terms so from then I kind of went okay I want to make money I went into some dead jobs for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just doing anything to stack peas and go and do stunting. Yeah, yeah. I was just, at stunting, we've partying. We've all yeah. been, yeah. been there. Yeah, you know. have yeah, <laughs>
4: You know I Before I think go any further, but,
3: so here are some of those
4: jobs. Would you say that you've learned some skills along the way?
3: Yeah, mainly communication. Okay. Mainly communication with thrust out into the world and you never really talk, talk, told, told and taught how to speak to people. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I was there, I guess being in a corporate environment, you can't be road, innit? Yeah, <laughs> you course. can't get away mm-hmm. with any of that of nonsense. It's freaking you out. So I learned how to speak with people, deal with people. So I've got them sort of skills from there. And then I just got cap- catapulted into a sales role. Mm-hmm. And then. The money that was coming to me was just phenomenal. Yeah, it completely changed my perspective, completely changed my access. stunt on them. You could say numbers. I heard the numbers. <laughs> wow, them. Everyone wants to know the figures. Yeah, like at, at the heights of it, I was earning 100 bags a month. Mad. A month? Yeah, 100. How yeah. far back we going there? Uh, Two thousand I earned that type of dough from 2011 to like 2013 consistently. Okay. And yeah. you don't
0: have to answer, but kind of what age range you're talking? Where you at? This
3: twenty-seven. Time. Wow. Yeah, I was getting it in, man. I was fucking okay. next level yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah, just really mad access. Mm-hmm. Um And when I was doing that and earning that type of money, obviously you lose your lose your way. Yeah, <laughs> you really yeah. do lose yeah. your way because everybody everybody treats you like a king, man. You okay. can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Nobody tells you no. Mm. You lose perspective. It's mad. But throughout that whole journey, I guess the reason why you invited me on. It's purely and simply because throughout that journey, one of the things I was is a massive, avid reader. That literally, yeah. literally, literally, like, I, I always say the importance of books is, is next level because what you get to do is you get to buy somebody's life journey for of a course. fraction, of course. for a fraction, gems. Gems. for an absolute fraction. Yeah, like, gems. for me, it goes even deeper than that because for me, like, somebody might live for 25 years working out their craft, skills, whatever, whatnot. You can read their book in 25 hours. What okay. a bargain. You can listen to it now. Listen, listen. Yeah. Six, seven hours. What a bargain you're getting. Mm-hmm. So that's always something <laughs> I maintained. And that really propelled me. Like we'll talk, but yeah. that really propelled me. Some of the books literally, because it, it, it plants a seed in your mind and that seed is just growing, growing, growing. And then when it's ready to sort of blossom and flower, what it can do for you is next level. Absolutely. So that really helped me. Um, and then I, 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 I literally, long story short, was partying, going mad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then the business just absolutely yeah. and underneath us. And because it happened all literally within a few months, I fell into bankruptcy, lost everything. Everybody fucked off. Nobody wanted to hang around with Alfie. Alfie will not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and How did that make you feel? Man, I've got to be real. I just went into mad depression. Even as I say it now, it gives me kind of goosebumps if I'm being completely honest, because mm-hmm. it's a very, very dark moment in your life whereby... Because this is what... If everyone says depression and sadness. I get that. But imagine being from that type of height. Yeah. That type of height to that type of low. And the madness is I had to mask it from everybody. Yeah. I couldn't show anybody because I still have mad out games. Of course. So yeah, yeah. when you're doing that madness, what you're doing, you're shotting everything. Mm-hmm. I was shot in all my watches, everything. I was shot in clothes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything. Just to... Just to make sure that the Venture. people around me, yeah, yeah were, were were still were still cool. Mm. And every time you're doing them things, you're just really losing mad confidence. Mm-hmm. The circle's getting smaller. And mate, just yeah, fell into mad depression and <laughs> what can I say, man? I yeah. was there for a little minute. Um
0: did you still have your faith in books at this at this point?
3: Nah, at that time it weren't no, I wasn't reading as much at all. At all. It was just about surviving, man. Mm-hmm. Really. That was it. Just about surviving. Yeah. And, and and just doing whatever it takes to be able to to, to pay the bills and make sure mm. that the people who you loved around you, my mum, my family, my kids and that, didn't feel the same sort of pinch that of I did. Um, and then throughout that, what did actually help me, which I did get from a book before, where I, I kind of amalgamated it before, was like a, a, a system for writing goals. Okay. And this, goals, this goal writing system got me every watch I wanted, every yeah. car I wanted, like literally everything yeah. that I wanted positive. Yeah. So I just went, you know what? I'm in the same sort of situation where I want to... I want something, it's just on the reverse. It's yeah. not something materialistic or flashy. I want to get out of this, this prison, mental yeah. Yeah. prison that I was mm-hmm. in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I literally used that and it, it literally catapulted me up because instead of having, I call it like inside out when you've got all these voices, one person's going, yeah, you're a star. One person's going, you're a waste man. You've got all these voices just, <laughs> yeah. just playing off in your mind. I was able to just take it out to what I want and just focus on it. And that realignment with what I actually want instead of what I don't want, which yeah. is so subtle. But the results are so different when yeah. you can focus on what you want instead of what you don't want to happen. That just fling me out, and I started again, man. And now I'm building and just sharing the yes, sharing
2: man. the journey. And how? I mean, how, what was that turnaround like in terms of the actual time frame? Because I mean, I listened to your story on the half Cast podcast, yeah. and I was glued because I mean, I was discussing it with French very briefly on the phone, and then bam! I just listened to the whole podcast you, all the way through. And as I said, obviously, I was glued to it. So you're talking about writing down goals and stuff like that. I remember you saying, obviously, that was really, really important, that people don't do that often enough. And, obviously, I know you were talking, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, in your story in regards to your, um, let's say, your journal. Yeah, I don't know what else to get into that, but I know your journal. Um, But, I mean, how... You hit me there, man. Sorry. (laughs) I
3: mean, that turnaround in terms of from writing down your goals to, obviously, where you are today, I mean... To when I was in in depression and got myself out of it. I reckon it probably took of actually focused energy, probably about three months. Six six weeks to about three months. Somewhere around there. It's a bit of a blur. It was a bit of a blur because, because uh, uh, let me, like uh, something that I didn't reveal to people. What the catalyst was, is I was out partying in the box in London, doing a madness. And, do you know the club? <laughs> doing an does. absolute madness. That, <laughs> that, 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 one, that one night, I dropped 10 bags in that club. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And the next day, I was going to the airport to go to New York. I pa- planned this super holiday, mm-hmm. flying 23, but I flew my chef out.
4: Okay, we, like had a, we had
3: a ridiculous yard I got to the airport
4: that's lifestyle bro man <laughs> like
3: next level madness yeah. got to the airport and they just went your your visa's been cancelled so I, I couldn't even enjoy a 165 grand holiday that I paid for everybody mm-hmm. and at that time my brother was suffering massively with mental health mm-hmm. so it was just everything just went on top and my head just went bang Shit. that's literally how it went it went bang and that's what forced me to really sort of double down and write the goals and as you asked it took probably about somewhere about 6 to yeah, about six to maybe about six to eight weeks of concentrated effort. Concentrated, and what I mean by that is thinking about what I actually want.
2: That's People don't it understand itself.
3: that, man. Yeah. We, we, we're so into protecting the downside mm-hmm. that you don't understand. Every day you're walking around, you're going, ah. Uh, you're not powering at life. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to get through. And we're all men, we've all got ego. But when you really look at it and just look at people's language, you can tell they're not. They're not a lot of people aren't going for the upside, they're protecting the downside. 100%. And it produces different results. And that's why people said to me, "Rah, wow, that quick. Like, you sure it was depression? You sure you weren't just pissed off? Man, listen, when you, you go know. from being an alpha yeah, male, of course, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. go from being an alpha male to being sleeping on a mattress on the floor and your kids seeing you that way, mm-hmm. you tell me what it is.
4: Even the few who smile uncom- uncomprehendingly and offer a mild, great, hu- and offer a mild, great honey, go for it, will likely secretly shake their heads at the sweet mm. naivete of youth. Now, um, I think as I'm not a parent myself, but as a parent, wouldn't you naturally want the best and want to have realistic goals for your children? Like from, I guess, doing your sports and your music, and nowadays it's all about vlogging like would you say parents are to blame for stifling children's potentials
3: yeah but my answer to that is you, it's, it's a very very difficult time and i tell you for why because as i've mentioned in earlier on, through all the experiences you have in life you get what's known as a world view how you see the world mm-hmm. so that's how you're always going to operate so they're not even wrong that's just how that's just what they know yeah. so for them they've grown up on this 40 40 40 plan You know, work for forty years, forty hours, retire on forty percent. Do you see what I mean? So that's they can only really advise from that. They're not of the new world, Mm -hmm. so that's the reason why I firmly feel that a lot of the, like you said, stifling is purely and simply because of it's protection, protecting the downside. It's like if they still get a job, they'll be able to live all right.
4: Yeah,
3: and they forget about the upside. That's my that's my two pence with that. How about you, boys?
2: Um. I mean, yeah. Again, I think it's down to experiences, really. So I mean, obviously, in, on the way up here, we we're talking about my dad in regards to him trying to convince me. Sorry, because I live a weird lifestyle. So like, <laughs> I, I tell hey, you, boy P. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is true. But I just, dis- well, yeah. I, I live in Barcelona, all right? So but I've been back in London for, I'm back in London quite often. But this year, I've been in London more often than not.
3: Okay.
2: Um, but I'm kind of on the mindset where I've never really, I've never. really, Kind of conform to, I work in nine to five, so on and so forth. I've got my own goals, my own visions, things that I see very, very clearly, and things I've seen very clearly for good sixteen. Well, I'm thirty four now, so yeah, good sixteen years as such. So I find it very, very difficult to conform and work in nine to five because I don't believe you'll ever find the time to do what you want. But like in having a discussion with my dad yesterday, I went around to see him for Father's Day. That's another story. But I went around to see him for Father's Day, and um, he was like trying to convince me to do otherwise. So like he's always been a black cabbie and he's forever and a day always tried to convince me to become a black cabbie and in recent time um I've become an Uber driver so literally just Ubering a little bit and Ubering and then using that money to either go back to Barcelona do what I'm doing or do what I'm doing here as such so he's like come on Andrew like, just try, be a black cabbie you know why are you going to Barcelona new language new this new that so on and so forth and he was like trying to explain his story and that when he went to Germany before he came here was. He said, Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we're on 1980s, so yeah, I know. He said, like, he had to learn a new language and um, he ended up doing like odd jobs here and there. So I've, I've gone from banking to doing odd jobs. You don't want to go through that process to where to the point where it takes you 10, 15 years to acclimatize to a country and then bang. And I sat there and I thought to myself, I said, Like, he's talking, like, God bless him, but he's talking to me and projecting his fears onto After me. You, yeah. And it's the same conversation I actually had with my uncle and my mum probably three, four weeks previously. where I was trying to explain to them, for all their skill sets and so on and so forth, why are we scurrying around doing this and the third? And then what my uncle said to me goes, because you're, you're, you're so fortunate you probably don't understand. He goes, the opportunities available to you now weren't available to us. So mm-hmm. we don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. and the skill set that you have or the vision you have. Mm-hmm. I sat down and I thought about it and I thought to myself, actually it's right. Because so, mm-hmm. I'm always barking at them as to what we should or shouldn't be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's a weird one because when my when my grandparents came over, so my grandparents from my mother's my my maternal side, they're from Jamaica, yeah. and my grandparents from my father's side, they were from Barbados. But when they came over, so my granddad, he's my granddad and grandma are from from Jamaica, they had ten children. And my granddad, so my mom's one of one of ten. She's got six sisters and three brothers. And my granddad, he um he was like, when I was growing up, he was almost like the definition of definition of a proper man. Ten children to look after. He still bought a townhouse, like a, a um, three-story house, Acton, prime location. When he, when, he, like, when, he, when, when he passed, like he house got sold, left all these children with some money, had a house in Jamaica, which one of my uncles lives in. And I always looked at that like, he he came, but it's, it was a different generation. So I always looked at it like, he worked hard, he provided for his family, like mm. old school. Do you know that mm. old school? But what like I've come to realise, it's taken me some time, is we're meant to, every generation is meant to do better than the next So that whole, like, that whole, in the 60s and 70s, work hard, work hard, provide for family, we can now be better than that. But it's hard because when when I was being raised as a child, all I saw was, like, my parents go to work, maybe my dad do something dodgy to bring in a little bit extra Mm cash here and there, but it was was hard, and that's all I saw. And it was, like, you didn't really get to experience... Me, personally, it was more about just, like, kind of get on with life, try and kind of live a bit comfortably, and then kind of... See where it takes you, rather than kind of reach for the stars. Encouragement, and it's not no one's fault. It's just that when my parents grew up, it was a different generation where it was just about you've got a roof over your head, you can feed your child, you're okay, you're good, and it was, yeah. it was it was more about kind of that family commitment and and enjoying those times with family and close friends, and and it was all about that. Whereas we can, as a as a generation now, we can re- we really have the opportunity to elevate. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We really have the opportunity to elevate, and I think with me, it's taken some time because contrary to these two, I'm actually in employment and kind of. I am that nine to five guy, if you know mm. what I mean. And I'm kind of, career wise, I'm not doing too bad. But these two both both know kind of, I love to travel. Like me and French having a conversation about 10 minutes before you arrived. These two know, I love to travel. I won't go out for two months at my house and then I'll book holiday three weeks and I'll go traveling around Colombia or something like that. Wow. That's my thing, innit? it? And I've always said like, I need to be doing something where either I move abroad or I'm traveling a lot or for work or whatever. And I got like one or two things that I really should have cracked on with myself. And it's just kind of, it's just, you just put it on the back burner. Like I remember, and one of the things that you two both know, French and Pops was talking about that I should have done a long, long time ago. I remember once I ran the idea past my mother, the worst thing I could have done. I ran the idea past my mother and she turned around and said to me, no one's gonna be interested in that. Bam. And yeah. I parked it off yeah. for ages. And that that one little, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. I do not blame her. She's done very well. To like raise me and do well and keep a roof over the head and all that kind of stuff. But she just, it's not, she was of that mindset that who's gonna be interested in that or you just kind of get on with life, you try and get your next job and, you know, try and do a little bit better and that's good enough.
3: Yeah, 100%. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%.
0: So it's weird, so I think it's important. I'm not a father yet myself, but I think it's important and I know when I do have kids, I'm gonna try and get them into Spanish classes from young. Spanish classes, I'm going to try and get them to play the cello, the violin, various different lessons. Whatever they take to, I will push and encourage them. That's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Get them to every single thing I can, give them experiences or options, and then whatever they want to take to, go for that. Do you know what I mean? Because so, I never had that kind of... With me, my dad, football, you football. Do you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. didn't love football, but I was never the most gifted. I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's probably other stuff that I never ever got introduced, that so I might have been fantastic at. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah, but I think like us having this conversation now, like the generation we're at now, we we we're pushing past. We're trying to push boundaries, push and and, and elevate. Do you know what I'm saying?
4: On page 13, this is I'm reading from the, the iPad. So on page 13, it says, "So I took your advice of marketing through social and through social and held a free wine and paint class for my alma alma mater, Monte Claire State." Now, for that, um, I just want to know from everyone, mm-hmm. do you see free becoming an overlooked gimmick?
2: Ooh, that's a brilliant question, man. Right now or previously?
4: Now, yeah.
3: N- after reading the book, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's it's mad. I've put out something and I've given it. I don't use that word. Mm-hmm. See, because I think as soon as you use that word, it cheapens it. Yeah. Yeah. So I say gift. Yeah. I'm giving you a gift.
4: Yeah, you're gifting someone. I'm gifting yeah,
3: okay, you something. Yeah. It's a present. You open that present, you're going to enjoy it if you're really are able to grasp it. But I think if you don't, if you don't give people things, to begin with, a bit of a taster of you, <coughs> what can they judge? They buy it and get they, they're pissed? Mm. For me, it's too, it's too, it's too, the odds are too 50 I'd rather just go, here's a gift. Give me the feedback.
4: It also means that most entrepreneurs still have lots of room to ratchet up their game to come to become influencers. I'm watching you out here. It's shocking to me how many entrepreneurs trap themselves into boxes of their own making, even though they have so much more power than they did before. Um, so that resonated with me, definitely, and I think we may have discussed it earlier, but it's easy to find yourself in a rut or a, a cycle of deja vu. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you suggest to step out of that? And that goes to again any one of you guys. All right. Yeah. So say you're in a, a constant. oh, this isn't working for me, and it's it becomes a cycle. Like, how would you get yourself out of that cycle?
2: I probably answered that question earlier today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I you no, I really did. Um, n- nah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's different for everybody, but me personally, I've always had like a very clear vision as to what I want. And I kind of question things every now and again as to, am I sure I'm doing the right thing, so on and so forth. And I make sure I answer those questions. And if I answer them clearly and concisely, then I just plow through. I mean, like I said, obviously, my Uber in. in between, but I'm here, for, I'm, I leave him going back to Barcelona Wednesday. Mm. i got to ham out of these shifts before I go to Barcelona. And then I go to Barcelona for a period of time, stay there, and then come back. You think I enjoy doing 10, 12-hour shifts? Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a bit of banner in between, and a, a few laughs and jokes and a couple stories. But I don't, by and large, enjoy doing back-to-back, back shifts. Really, really difficult. And particularly the past couple of days kind of thing. So, Can I stop and ask you, why is that? Why do you not take enjoyment from it? No, no, I, like, I'm glad. So you spoke about... Oh, you and um, Chucky spoke about the process, enjoying the process. Now, I've learned in, in the past couple of weeks, I've been telling French that I'm actually loving life, all right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm beginning to... I, I'm beginning to see things take place. Following actually reading this, like small little bits and pieces, and I was like, mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't usually swear to swear, all right? So like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> all right, Things are very, very clear to me. Like So we're talking about free and stuff like that. Like I was sitting there and thinking to myself, a lot of stuff I'm doing, whether it's wanting to record content, this and that and the third, it's all free, but where's it all going? And then when I married a lot of the things up that I was
3: doing anyway, I thought, I see where the value's coming. It's mad that you say that because for me, when people say to me they're stuck in a rut, I just feel like they've lost a bit of touch with gratitude. That's it. As, That's soon, it. as, as, as soon as yeah. they get entwined with like, I'm grateful for absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, even what you mentioned earlier on about my diary, what you saw, yeah. grateful for it all. It's, it's, it's all part of my journey. So When I'm stuck, if, if anyone's saying I'm stuck in a rut, it's because purely and simply you for a moment you're out, you're, you're, you're in your thoughts, and you're not actually taking time to just appreciate what you are here. Yeah. I always say when you are in a rut, the best thing to do is level up. Like, if you were to be, a, a, say, you're an Uber driver, you're not enjoying it, make sure you talk to everybody, go at it with energy for everybody. You see what it does, it's mad. I always say, be seen in whatever you're mm. doing, then become indispensable. That's how you have to do it. And that's that's the that's that for advanced. me. That's the way you get out of a rut. Yeah. Like if you go, oh, "My job, nine to five. I'm pissed about this. That 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 that. Look at me. My physiology's changing. <laughs> <the same>. like, <laughs> true. Isn't it? Yeah. But if Quite it's like, do you know what I mean? But if you if you're like, "Yeah, Uber. What's going on? How are you? What's going on? Like think about what you get out of life. Mm. Acting like that.
0: But the worst thing is, P, you you. Come back and tell us some stories. He's he's, the, the, I can yeah. tell. Wow. Right? So yeah, he's, wow. he's got some stories. And don't listen to him because he, he does enjoy it. You know? No, no, no. He no, no does let me does say it, enjoy it. I love it, all right? But obviously, when you're doing. Oh, so like, Do you know what? I think with you, sorry to butt in, but I know this is just. This is, this is not something lifelong goal nothing like that it's just like whilst you're in London it's something you can you know you can just do quickly do mm. you get what I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, work yeah. To, to work towards other plans yeah. and maybe that's what it is but yeah I love I actually really
2: do enjoy like an Uber driving and stuff like that great conversation laughing a joke all types of madness you know um, that's, <laughs> an, that's another day another time ah, I was telling friends generally the other day is something that I got into um, but that's again. That's I know what story. you're gonna say, man. I <laughs> know what you're gonna say,
3: man. I know you I can't drive. It. I know <laughs> what you're gonna say, man. Gonna up, man. I know what you can't drive. It. I've seen it, man. I've seen it.
4: <laughs> I think that's a good topic. Mm. But um, to, just to jump off from it. She does say he does say she got her first client, a local sustainable food magazine, by sending an email explaining that although she didn't have any formal social media experience, she was sure she could help them develop their brand. Oh, and she was willing to do it for free. It didn't take a lot of convincing for them to take on take her on as a social media manager. Um, mm. I th- I guess I was gonna the second part of the first question was. Will it decrease the quality? Well, being given out free content or free advice? Do you think it will decrease the quality that's being given?
3: I, I think that's down to the person. Mm-hmm. You're either somebody who wants to share and you really want to share, mm-hmm. or you don't, and you're just looking to make a buck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the quickest way you're looking to make a buck, you're, you're you're almost you're almost you're almost trying to have have one over with people. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think if it, if it's in your heart to put out good, you're gonna put out good.
0: Do you know, what? I think quality always shines through. Yeah, the reason does, I say yeah. that is because I remember going to see. I went and saw. There's an artist called Jacob Banks. I don't know if any of you have heard yeah, of him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jacob I actually saw him at some talent competition in East London years ago. And what I would say is, um, he's now he's now become like relatively big, and he's he's, he's going to be. Well, I think he's going to be huge. But what I would say is, if you look at it from an artist, for instance, they do the small venues. Maybe it's a fiver to get in. But the quality and then the quality shines through and it's like, okay, we could do a bigger venue and now charge a tenner because word of mouth, um, people have seen some of the footage. So I think the quality always shines through. So if you're going and giving free advice, you're gonna go, if you say you want to work as a as a as a school cook or a chef or whatever, and you say, do you know what, let me come and cook one meal for free or whatever, just to showcase your talents, people start talking, and all of a sudden there's more demand now for you. And because there's more demand, guess what? You can now you can now raise the stakes or raise the price.
4: You know, it's funny, I was just gonna ask another question that followed on to what you just said, you've kind of answered the question, because I was gonna ask when do you when do you ask for that big pay after you've started doing the free a free service or whatever? When do you say, Okay, now it's time to start charging for my services? But I guess when um you've got an audience and they're willing to put money into your pocket, that will happen with the quality.
0: It's not even that I don't think it's that it's more they're paying for that nugget of that that nugget of information or, or that knowledge or what that wisdom yeah. or whether you're a comedian, you're giving them that laugh that has cheered them up for that week. Whatever it is, I think they're willing to pay that. They're not thinking of I'm putting money. They're thinking as I'm okay, paying so for this experience. experience yeah. And yeah. guess what? It's it's enlightening me or it's enhancing my knowledge or whatever it is. Do you get what I'm saying? I think that's more. That's 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 kind of that's kind of the way to look at it. Yeah. Or that's that's the way to look at it. If you're trying to sell something, even rather than look at it, trying to line your pocket, it's like. Actually, am I selling a gem here? Am I selling gems of information, nuggets of information that is going to benefit people? And, and when they come away from that, they don't even think about the money.
1: Yeah,
2: that's, I that's something
4: I do on a daily basis. I mm-hmm. use a, a book called a five minute journal. Sick. And every day I have to write down, what. Well, is that three Tim Ferriss? Yeah, he uses because, it, yeah. but he's not, he didn't create it. Okay. But he's a big advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's something I use where you write down what you're, you're grateful for. So three things, mm. what you're grateful for. Three amazing things that's going to happen for the day, your daily affirmation. And they could be the smallest things. Okay, so I'm going to go to the gym and get a haircut. That's, that's my intention, to do something great today. I'm going to speak to 10 new customers today. That's my intent today. I'm going to, whatever it may be, but throughout the day, when I first started using it, I get back at the end of the day writing a book i would be like, oh, shit, I've hit everything I wanted to do. That's a good day. It's a great day. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, Do you know
3: what else it does as well, what what a lot of people aren't aware of? When you live life within a tent, your, tent, sorry, your mind is open for receiving because mm-hmm. you've made a plan to do something. Of and that's course. why people go, oh, wow, he looks like everything he touches turns to gold. Everything he's doing just seems like it's popping off. It's because he's made a plan. So your brain's like... Right, now, now that I'm clear, yeah. yeah, what else can you see? It's when you're foggy, you can't see that. And yeah. I've
4: done that. I've literally trained myself to do that, where certain times I've like, okay, I'm going to go out and give a compliment, and receive a compliment, and it happens. It just happens. Exactly. And sometimes you don't think about it until the end of the day, and it's like, oh, shit, I set out to do this, and I've come back, and I've actually
3: done it. And it's The happened. power of the mind, man. Yeah. yeah it yeah, gives yeah, me absolutely. goosebumps. It's such a process, that you put it out there, mm-hmm. within with. and I love that word, intent. <laughs> I like it. You put it out there with intent, the way it comes, man, and then we feel all, oh, it's all weird. It's this law of attraction stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's just yeah. your brain, man. It's yeah. you're using your brain now.
0: So my mind's been ticking over. I, I, I often go back to what's been said earlier.
3: When you, when you
0: were back in the day, twenty six, twenty seven, you was part, you was making that money. <clears throat> did you have anyone giving you guidance or advice in terms of investments and stuff like that?
3: Uh yeah, I did. Did I'd... you follow that? No. So, <laughs> no, 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 Spanish. no, badly. Like, no, no, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, memory. I didn't. Do you know why? Because two reasons. One, I was just mad, flamboyant and arrogant. Mm. Mad. I was like Prince Hakeem star. Okay. Proper. Jumping Proper. Jumping over the road. Furs galore. Bust, yeah. down like seen, <laughs> bust down like you never <laughs> seen. Bust <laughs> down. Like you never seen. man, mad, mad, <laughs> flamboyant. So... I gassed my own head up. Mm, like yeah. and that made people afraid to tell me things. Okay. So that's uh, the big that's the big big mistake that I wish I could... because th- you have some real people around you and then yeah. they think, you know what? He's so he's gonna he's gonna mug me, so I'm just gonna not say anything. Mm. Shame, 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 shame. So that's the that's the first first thing that I'd say. And then secondly, anybody that did try to give me advice, genuinely, mm. if they didn't have peas, I'm like, who are you to tell me? Yeah.
0: You
3: do you see what I mean? Yes. Like I'm like, who are you to tell me? It's bad too, too. but you know what, in like life you have to you have to you have you to feel some of them, man. Yeah. You have to you have to actually learn. you got to take the licks, man. Mm. I mean, my uncle used to say you have to take the licks. <laughs> you can't just get them and You got to take the licks. You must
0: feel.
3: You must feel. You must feel.
0: You must feel. Yeah. You the you must feel. I yes.
2: mean, yeah. um, regards to speed. I mean. Again, I think you want things quite quite quickly. I mean, you've got your aims, your objectives, all that type of stuff, and you want to achieve them, again, quite quickly. But, I mean, I've learned to understand... I mean, I know Gary V. I I mean, he sounds like an individual who doesn't have fun. I mean, like... I mean, <laughs> no, honestly. I mean, no, he like, Gary, you need to live a little, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you need to live a little. All right? And, I, I mean, remember. I've had this conversation with you, French, and, yeah. as to, like, working all those hours and, and, and not really, really enjoy getting to enjoy all that type of stuff. And I've learned to, like my goals now um I look at them and I think to myself, hopefully I live to what, 75 a little bit later than that, all that type of stuff, eat, live and eat well. My goals are way up like, there. That's where I'm going to judge myself at like, that, that 60, 70, dare I say, 80 kind of age as to um, how I've lived my life and all that type of stuff. But in between then, of course, yeah, I'm monitoring my, um, how well I do and that type of stuff, but I actually want to live, yeah, you know, so agree, take yeah. my
3: time, you know. Yeah. And I think that's, that's why I go back to speed. I think, if you if you if you're moving so quickly you don't you don't get to appreciate stuff of course you don't man but this again when you have kids you really notice it
4: what's your definition of an entrepreneur
3: <sighs> okay mine is just somebody who sets out product idea and will not stop until they achieve it yeah gets it out there that's my opinion it's nothing to do with money mm-hmm. okay it's only to do with getting an idea out there or a product, and 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 getting it in front of as many people as you can. That's my idea of an entrepreneur.
2: What about you, boys? I can't break it down any simpler. I mean, it's like yeah. you got a concept, and you can yeah, you got a concept, you brand it, you put it out there. Yeah, mm.
4: yeah, yeah, same. I think uh, a businessman, you see, as you said, I, I mean, you said it quite eloquently. But uh, to have an opportunity, believe in it, and, and go with it. Hmm. Yeah, business. Uh, yeah, it's it's a new term, but it's you're a businessman. You see a business, you see an opportunity. You want to make a profit of some sort and uh, you go for it mm-hmm. willing to take the leap for me yeah, I think yeah that's yeah that's what it, when yeah. it comes down to you're ready to, to bet on yourself has your bets and, and love like that.
3: that bet on yourself that yeah. is very very good mm. I'm
4: going to find the next question well, whilst
0: me. you do that and I know it's going to come up I know it comes up further in the book mm-hmm. but what's your thoughts on the whole this social media boom that's happened in a lot. So we've grown up in it. I remember trying using Tiscali broadband and big dial-up connection and all that. Man, I remember your... baby
3: Ericsson's. <laughs> <laughs> Change your faces. Do you, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I remember. See, I had a see-through bad boy baby Ericsson, Took twenty minutes to send a text. Yeah. Texting my mum because none eight of eight. my bridges had phones. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know I mean, I remember that. So now social man. Like I, like I remember when I first come in here. What I said to you. Like I've only jumped on social media three months ago. I used mm. to go, yeah, I'm social, not working, and yeah. I used to think I was cool saying it. Yeah. And then you realize what it's actually opened up. Cool. It's only just a
0: follow on from your point and your sorry, your question about entrepreneurship and yeah. all the rest of it because the social element right now is just Shut there's up. so many pe- so many youngsters out there. When I say youngsters, mm. I say like the late kids. teens, the even kids bro. playing with toys, yeah. Yeah. yeah, getting views and money and sponsorship, yeah. 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 And it's just, I just wanted to know people's opinion
3: on that. Oh man, that's such a hard one. People are going to hit me up, man. All right. So I think it's great for what it, what it, what, it, what the reach. Yeah. Yeah. And how you can, re- yeah, literally the reach. But I also think communication is being destroyed. Absolutely. People don't know how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm.
4: People I do not know
3: how to communicate, man. Yeah. There's Shocking. so many people literally can't, like in front of the camera, but you talk to them one on one. They can't string a sentence. And it's like, wow, what happened to that prowess? What happened to that prowess? Yeah. What happened? Sorry,
2: oh, sorry to go. Because uh, we meet every week, all right? And I was working in a secondary school, all right, in behavior. And incidents <laughs> will happen, give them the form, they go right out. And more often than not, teacher will go, you got to, to write it from. Excuse me, I got to write for him. What's he here for? <laughs> he, can't read, he can't write. And then I okay, "Cool, no worries." Explain to me what happened. A bit, a bit, a bit. <laughs> yeah, what is going yeah, on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. i will be like, "Yo, what's going on here?" Yeah. And he go, "Andrew, that's literally it. You got, got to listen to. You got you got to, got to be, be patient. Be patient. He's had like ten years of schooling and he can't talk
0: to me."
4: Now, as we know, this book's a lot to do with personal branding. So I just wanted to know, is there a danger of oversharing and not having an off button when in
2: personal branding? I definitely believe there's, I think, a lot of, yeah, I mean, we again, we spoke about this in regards to being a bit more personable and personable with um with Fully Booked. Mm-hmm. And I love social media. I do love social media. I think it's definitely got some pros, but I think it's definitely got some cons. I don't believe everyone needs to know everything about me. Mm. And not to say that I'm trying to hide anything, but I just don't believe you need to know everything about me. So on a podcast, I'll share as much as possible. But I'm not going to like. Go, oh, so Gary was talking about um, turning the camera on when you're on vacation or something along those lines. Like, no. I mean, no, no. It doesn't have to be on when I'm on vacation or when I'm getting up to, I don't know, some madness. I might tell you about it, but you don't get to see- <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. It depends if you want it to be like, for, for me, what do you feel like? What do what what does, what do people want to see? Like I was always when I first when I first started my social media, I thought, is it only going to be the good, the good? Yeah. But then I just thought I'd become like every other every other person that's on Instagram that gets very fanboys. True. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very very I'll talk about every dark moment, mm. but then same way you will you will catch videos of me in in the box or whatever still wherever going out acting yeah. mad yeah. because it's it's part of my character. Now. I have to be careful with it because I don't want it to become reality TV. This isn't, you know, Alpha yeah. Kardashian, like anything yeah. of that nature. <laughs> but, same way, I understand that it's not just, it's just 1D. People want to see various different facets of anyone's character. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes people go, okay, very that's true. real. Very, to true. Me. very true, very so true. I, like, like you said, with that diary thing, that genuinely, like, that mashed me up. And I could have just kept it to myself, but I felt it was good for people to see that this journal that is a year of my life out of a stupid move of me leaving in the garage i've ruined it do you know what i mean it was that important to me okay so just quick question so
2: like i went for a period where i wasn't doing i wasn't really writing down any in fact years actually so something happened and then i stopped writing for a long time now, my question to you really is, would you be comfortable in sharing absolutely everything in that journal? No way. See, that's the point I'm making. No, <laughs> no way. No way. No way. That's what I'm talking about. No way. So I've like, written no. some things. So like, <laughs> I've, uh, oh, ah. Oh. So I've done. <laughs> 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 Listen, all right? Yeah, I get it. When, get when, you, when yeah, it comes to you. whether it's backpacking, all right, mm. or Ubering, I've got some stories all right, Come which on. I'm uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. No, no. I don't think people need to know de- those, yeah, details, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those details. Yeah, got you. Those details. And I don't think need- people need to be in my- that deep in my business. <laughs> <It's> like- <either. laughs>
3: yeah, but some people want to know, man. That's yeah, the-, we- that- no, the dark... <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. Yeah. 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 No,
2: so like, the dark days, I've got no problem in having those discussions because I think there's, a- there's going to be a time and a place where you discuss those type of things. But when I'm like... So like... Uh, when I'm writing things down with the, the possibility of sharing it with people, uh, I think to myself, this has got to be a bit curbed yeah. in some way, shape or form. Yeah, because yeah. I can't
3: let everybody know the entire details, you know? I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I guess there's, I've got a bit of a responsibility because I have got kids. I have got... And you know what? Their world's different from mine. Like I could release something, say something, and it's cool because I'm 34 and I know how to handle pressure. Mm-hmm. What it might do for him... And, and my younger kids is not really worth it. So will I show everything in the diary and share it? No bloody way. But but enough enough to for, for people. I always believe enough for people to get a real sense of who, who I am, you are. Yeah, no, that's cool. Am. That's not a problem. You know I mean.
2: So
4: passion is your backup generator when all your other um, sources start to sputter. Do you think passion is built up or is it an instant reaction? <sighs>
3: it's both. it's both man because some people have got passion because they they, they know what they want to do they know their energy levels as well some people you wake passion up in other people somebody woke passion up in me because they said to me you could become a millionaire Mm -hmm. and I was like no one has ever said that to me before yeah do you know what I mean? And sometimes that's why that's why I really believe you've got to be careful with how you address and what you say to certain people. Going back to our, you know, what we said—the first question about parents and what, yeah, what not, yeah, yeah. because you might say something that is literally seed and then opens up, that mad, mad energy in that person. Mm-hmm. Same way, you might say something that just closes down and just takes that energy away. Yeah. And I've been, I've, I've been guilty of doing both. I mean, it's do, important do. to have passion as well. And I, do you know what I was, when you ask that question, I started to think, yo,
0: like, I'm not as passionate as I once was about things. Like, mm. I, it's almost like I, I don't get that. Urge, Fire. yeah, I don't get it as I used to get it so much. I don't think it's that. Oh, you know, tell me.
3: generally, I think it's that you just understand the value of things now. Do you think? Yeah, I think when we're younger, we just get gassed by everything. We see a girl, oh my god, we yeah. see a car, oh my god, we see an opportunity, oh my god, yeah. And then now you, you get to a certain level where you can just kind of like you can almost judge things a hell of a lot better and place the right amount of value on it. So, okay. you're, you, I don't believe in anyone's not passion, passion they, they haven't got mm. passion. I think something needs to bring it out. And mm-hmm. when you're younger, anything could bring it out. <laughs> Literally anything could bring it out. And as you get older, you just become a bit more selective. So... so I
4: guess like being our age group and our demographic, how would you how, how would you cultivate your, your passion if you haven't yet found it? If it's not something that you go into work and you think, this is my working passion. It, it might be something outside of work. It might be something mm. you do as a hobby. How would you identify something and make it? Brainstorming. Passion? Okay. Mm-hmm. brainstorming
3: I say all the answers are up here in this massive excellent computer mm-hmm. but we don't put the brain under enough stress we go for the first answer what should mm-hmm. I have today chicken and chips done <laughs> have the and chip, <laughs> it. uh. yeah. seriously it's like the first <laughs> thing we just accept it yeah. you see what I mean but reasoning <laughs> reasoning means you put your brain under pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. and when you put yourself under pressure it's like a stone will, like, 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 like like, force it. crack do you know what I mean? You hit 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 it, or crack and you'll get the answer you actually really want and need. But nobody wants that. Everyone's a shortcut. What who you have to do? away, chicken and chips. Yeah. See what I mean? That's yeah. literally how we act.
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, it's true, isn't it?
3: It's the truth. It's the truth. But when you put yourself under that pressure, you always get the answer. So if you're not passionate at the moment, it's because you're not putting yourself under pressure to ask what it is you actually want.
4: I guess we going on to the next question and it goes back to the parents issue, not issue but in regards to parents he mentions it in one of the stories so he says um, Brian Rampler Brian Rampler's parents both commission sales reps both commission sales reps were entrepreneurial than the average mum and dad but they raised Brian to follow the money and do the job that paid regardless of whether you are passionate about it or not um, did your parents push you towards money or passion
2: and that that's
0: for everyone as well. Chad, yeah. uh, um, I'll go first. Go on. I I was never. I think when in my teen years, especially, I actually I'm not gonna lie. I think I think we all got the ability to be superb in every in anything. I honestly think that. Like I honestly honestly think, if you dedicate enough time to something, you can teach yourself to be, or you can be taught to be superb in anything you mm. want to do. I think one of the things that I would say was almost missing as such, but not because at the end of the day, if you know something from day one or you've got an inbuilt passion or you've got a passionate about something and you want to drive towards that, nothing's stopping you, nothing's stopping you, yeah? But I know during my teen years, I never got like, I never got like directed or guided or kind of, I don't know how to put it, but it's like I almost got, got I was coasted through my teenage years mm. in terms of, Like, I wasn't dedicated enough to something to really take off. I don't know if I'm making sense here, but I just feel like, if at a younger age, like for instance, I remember being in primary school, primary school, yeah? I remember coming home in the evenings, and I remember, like, asking my mum every evening, badgering her, mum, can you give me maths questions? Can you give me maths questions? She said, I love maths. Mm. She'd be like, oh, go away, like, for... and she'd give me... I used to love things that like countdown at a young age, you know? Yeah. And uh, not, the, not, the, not the letters. No, no, no. Mm. English ain't my strong point. <laughs> I used to love the numbers. Okay. When Carolyn I used to bring up the numbers in the little... I used to try and... I used to love numbers. Mm. I remember thinking, like, if I kept that passion and that fire for, like... Like, I still love maths and numbers, but if I kept that passion, where could I have gone with it? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it wasn't cultivated. Ooh. I don't know. So I, I feel like, I feel like it's that's why I said I, th- I think it's important. And when I do have children, if I have the facility or the capability to, I want them, I want to give them the chance to explore so many different avenues so they can discover what they're passionate about and I will help to drive yeah. that. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same in regards to myself, if I'm honest. Um, like, you mentioned... There was a very similar question earlier um, Earlier, mm-hmm. that you said. Um, and the first thing I thought to myself was... My dad was... My dad's quite, a, like, a very disciplined person in terms of, like, this is what you can do, blah, 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 so on and so forth. But I don't think... I think he probably tried to direct me in a... He tried to direct me. and Unfortunately, he... Well, him my mum split up, so I was going to say he left the house. But, I mean... I, I feel like I was a law unto my own not as in bad but I think I've always just known so you, he, like, he was like we're doing you're doing this and in my mind I'm like I'm saying yeah but I'm not yeah Yeah. you know and to the point now obviously I've gone to his yesterday and he's telling me trying to get me out of going going Barcelona why don't you just go for a week yeah I'm going for a week i am come back and I'm going back Yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening I'm going there to get a place and I'm coming back here and I'm going back that's what's happening and I think they just learned to understand, actually, he's just not loyal to, but I mean, he's he's got his own thoughts and these are things that we're not in control of, you know, and to an extent, they probably don't even know, know what I want. But when I do speak to my mum about my, about things that I'm going to do or want to do, I think they see the passion and understand. Actually, he he's very clear as to what he's doing. When I first told my mum I was going to buy, I didn't even tell her, actually. What happened when I told her, No, no, <laughs> no I remember, I remember the story. Listen, listen <laughs> I remember the when story. When I went backpacking, travelling in 2012, it was like... So where are your parents' parents from? Nigeria. Alright, this my, I don't know if you've seen this, this expression before. The mum bit her tongue, like, oh like, <laughs> what it, like, what is it doing? And she just went off. Alright. 2017, I thought it the day before. Like, my needs to speak to you. I'm going to Central America for two months. She <laughs> was nasty. like, she almost cried. <laughs> and then when we came to move into Barcelona, I told her, ah, oh, she went to Ghana for like a month. And I planned on telling her before, but I thought, she's gone now. So, like, one day she rang me. I was like, sorry, I just got to tell you something. She was what? i moved to Barcelona. And she was actually, like, good, well done. Like... That's uh, it. But, but the point I was making is, like, they, they weren't... In, they, they've never been in control as to what they think I should do because I've always been, like, a free spirit. Yeah. Got mm. yeah,
3: Got
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so they might have wanted to, kind of, like, cultivate some type of avenue or route, but I just don't think it was... Yeah.
0: Possible. For me, I was
4: always pushed towards my passion but at the same time because before obviously we knew we know we all know each other from playing football back Mm, in the day okay I was an avid football player um could have been pro I guess all of us at one point could have been pro but I was I was at a decent level where I could have been pro but um yeah I think I was always pushed towards doing the football doing the sports but at the same time I was always told make sure that you do your books that was always something that was just in case you don't make it, yeah. and sometimes I feel like that w- that may have been a bit of a hindrance because you know it's yeah. like when you when you're at that age and you're really um, going for it, you should be focused no fully on that. Yeah. No distractions. But I was always ah, oh, but maybe I I might not make it. Mm. So that that doubt in itself it, it sows yeah, a seed right. and that can can grow and do you know what I mean? Distract, I think, distract your journey.
0: Just to add to my point, so like similar to P, like my father left the household like kind of 11, 12. And then what happened now is there was um, a disconnect, almost a little bit of a disconnect between me and my mother. For And that was all throughout my teenage period. It was just like things going on. And there's a bit of a disconnect. Obviously my mom was trying to get by. So she. it's like, I just kind of was dead not there, but I was just left to my own device. I'll be honest. Yeah, like I, too I, I was just left to my own devices. So in school, I wasn't, I wasn't a bad or rude, but anything like that, like everyone knew me. I was just, okay in it mm. like in school grades were, like i didn't I, best way to put it i didn't ex, excel i could have excelled more i didn't push myself enough mm. and i think part of that was because it was almost like whatever you get it doesn't matter i didn't come from and i think part of that's because my dad wasn't in the household yeah like yeah. It, was, it was you know what i mean so i didn't really i think i kind of just you know when you just coasted yeah of course i coasted through my through my like early teens and late teens i coasted so much and i think like when you're a teenager, you've got a lot of knowledge. And the thing is you've got enthusiasm and you like you you can you, you if if you're dedicated, you've got the work rate there, you've got everything, you've got youth on your side. And I think you can do a lot or you can accomplish or you can start setting up yourself mm. from a young age. These teenagers are not silly, they're not stupid, you get mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Not at all. They're just young, that's all it is. And people might not take them seriously, but the brain's there already. Mm. Do you get know what I'm saying? And I just coasted for too long when I was younger. And I, I think part part of me wishes that I had more of that kind of a little bit more strictness, a little bit more direction
4: again this is about personal branding and um on gary gary v thinks that everyone needs to become a brand um what do you guys think do you think everyone needs to be a brand in this day and age
3: um i think i think that comment is so loose from Gary. i think it's so so broad mm -hmm. like there's some people it depends what you want out of life i think somebody said to me that within the next 20 years if you haven't got something on the internet nobody, no one will know who you are because mm. that's the only way we'll really communicate like everyone will search so you have to have some, publish something written something have yeah. some sort of digital footprint I think is what they said yeah. do I feel that everyone needs to have a personal brand no do they need to be able to be found on, online yes but personal brand is so strong do you know what I mean and yeah. I think there's only a certain amount of people that really want to put themselves out there and can have because you got to understand yeah like it's so it's mad equipment. it's yeah. a lot lo- it's, it's not even just that it's like you say something that's your heart mm-hmm. and I think they talk about in fact they do talk about this in the book and then somebody completely because their worldview is different annihilates you yeah. annihilates you gives you the comment like, like I've had it already people oh he's wearing mason rings yeah. <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> what you're gonna get people to... They, they will just troll you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And behind that screen, they're gangsterish, <laughs> man, yeah. gangsterish. And what are you meant to do? Yeah. Like you respond to it, you're in the game. Yeah, yeah, you don't respond to it, they're like, yeah, you see, well, he's, he's like, a mason, yeah. he is a mason. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, man, I, I think that that's a you gotta be. You gotta be up here quite strong. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be up here, and I think that's the danger of saying everyone should have a personal brand. I think that's a bit, genuinely, I think that's a bit irresponsible saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think certain people should do depending on what your goal is, but if that's not you, just chill. Have your profile, and let people be able to contact you, and you're not putting yourself out there. You're not, because yeah. that's not for everyone.
2: I was speaking to Hezwan, the, um, the guy holding the camera, and I was telling him like, with well, the stuff that I'm trying to trying to do. I've got no problem with someone following me around for a day to build content around some of the content I have. Specific. Yes, yeah, specifically. But I'm not just going to go, Hey guys, it's me. No, no. <laughs> we ain't doing that. We ain't do that. Not in 2019. We ain't doing <laughs> Yeah, so he mentioned stuff about how um, it's really important to kind of document your life and I think there's a real value and real importance in, in sharing the process and that's how you can get people to buy into um, I kind of buy into that but in terms of as I mentioned before just turning the camera on and sharing people what I'm eating I'm eating a, a was it? Kanoa salad or whatever? Kanoa. Kanoa. Kanoa, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you <all> made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: like, whatever
3: it is. Kinoa. Why are we not doing that?
2: I love it. The pronunciation was not my thing. It's not my thing. Yeah, I'm not doing that.
4: I think, yeah, this is going to be a question for for the boys many of the entrepreneurs we spoke to didn't know what they were doing when they first started vlogging or podcasting or either um and it shows hold on, and it showed but they worked at it every day analyzing their content and content engaging with audiences to see what resonated and what didn't and studying other personal brands to see what strategies they mm-hmm. could adapt for themselves they practiced their craft as intensely and as methodically as a surgical resident ra- Practices, Mm -hmm. her stitches, or professional (laughs) basketball? Yeah, 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 professional basketball player, yeah. yeah. No, but this doesn't even say it that way. But practices, his layups. Mm -hmm. Um, The question for you guys is, um, can we say that we do this, and why not, and if we do, how?
2: Um, I've begun to analyse, like... I don't necessarily want to say the stuff that I'm currently doing at this moment in time. I've got no problem discussing it off camera or that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I'm, sorry, in regards to that, I've just got to a point where I think to myself, actually, let's deliver, all right, instead of talking about stuff. Um, but I think there's definitely pros to analysing people. So there's one or two people I've actually analysed in regards to what they're doing and I've just used them, actually, your blueprint, actually, mm. for what I'm doing. And funny enough, actually, these people are new. Like very new to what they, very new in, in what they're doing. But for me, they're like trailblazers. i was actually I was telling a Mason that I bumped in, and friends, I bumped into one of them. Um, he didn't know who I was or anything like, and I just shook his hand. said, so, you know what? I See what you're doing. Love what you're doing. Just keep up the good work. X Y Z. I looked at their blueprint and thought, you know what? I'm following it. Hmm. No nonsense. I'm following the blueprint, and I'm sure it will take me to where I want to go. I'm confident it will take me where I want to go.
3: Success leaves yeah. track. So we're, we're, whenever that's the yeah. whole, that's the whole reason you follow a blueprint yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. otherwise no, no need for a map is it just everyone just go and get lost but I think I think <laughs> I think, I think that that's that I think that's actually <laughs> I think that's smart to do to be fair I think if you find somebody who is attractive like what they're doing is attractive yeah. and you can see how they're doing it why not pattern it of course
2: yeah I've been watching them for time as well for a long time, not like, so much. So save their videos. Got their videos saved in little boxes, you know. Um Anyway, save like compartments, all that type of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely watch. Now I'm beginning into a habit where I watch people, what people are doing, and kind of like take the good points and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course.
0: I think in relation to us and our podcast, and going back to the beginning of that statement where where <laughs> people they didn't really know there was vlogs, didn't know what it was doing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think when they started out, they started out, it was an element of fun for them or an element of kind of, mm. it's a hobby. Yeah. And I think with us, I think the main, for me, the main thing is we, we never lose that yeah. for, for yeah, me absolutely. and us. Obviously we can have targets, we can, have, we can be like, okay, we actually formed a podcast now. And obviously you, like, we will know that we, we, we now kind of, will analyze and observe who else doing podcasts, what they do in their podcasts. But I think what I loved about us and, and how we came together, we were meeting anyway. Yeah. and catching up. Yeah. Doing yeah. the same the same yeah. thing, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I think as long as we don't lose that element of kind of fun, but at the same time we can focus our, we can focus and kind of and kind of you know strategize okay. to yeah. to yeah. how to how we can we can take it to the next level, then I'm happy with that. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
3: let me ask you this is for all of you, guys. Yeah. 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 Is the idea to, to to build this to get ears because you enjoy it and you want people to hear you enjoying it and how your vibes in, or yeah. is it because you want to really monetize it? For me, from just seeing how you guys interact with each other mm. and the respect you have for each other, is clearly because you want people to 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 almost be part of the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah hundred percent. Yeah, do you know you want as many people to be part of the vibe? Whereas I know a lot of people that just go, bam, it's about the dough do you know what I mean and I, don't, I don't get the feeling that that's what you guys yeah, are no, coming do to do even with the concept mic, do you know what I mean on,
4: off mic we would be doing it anyway we'd yes. be up every week yeah have a conversation and discuss different mindsets and things like that that's- anyway so yeah it's definitely not that's not at
2: the forefront. I'll yeah. be honest, like, because so, i you going to speak. I've had like borderline withdrawal symptoms because we haven't like met in what two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like I've <only> struggled. <laughs> three, <seriously, weeks. laughs> three weeks. I've struggled. Yeah, yeah. That's so. I've been dropped messages. Yo, how's everyone doing? Really, I'm like, yo, when we meet. <laughs> <laughs> yo,
0: now there's there's certain times when we've like we've all read parts of a book and we've all said either we're going to come to the studio or sometimes we record elsewhere, like at one of our properties or whatever, and we met up. We've just chatted for three hours and said, Oh, we'll just record like we've just chatted to have a had a catch up. Same. We just ended up chatting for three, four hours and had a catch up and we just parked off like the, the fact we were supposed to record. Do you know the sickest thing about
3: this as well? What I see, why I really like the the the, the whole ebook choosing a book mm. is a great idea. But what this is actually doing for anyone that's plugged in and listening into it is it's just like three guys maintaining a relationship. Mm-hmm. How sick is that? How sick is that? Because I know what it's like. People get older, and it's Christmas birthdays. Well, I'll go and see you later. Yeah. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But you guys are—it's it, a it's really, I use this. It's a beautiful thing because other people see it and go, "You know what? In the future, I want to be able to pattern that same sort of relationship where I can meet up my brethren and just chat. Yeah. Mm. And if it's mm. about a book that we're going to get value from, excellent. Because mm. that is lost, man. Yeah. That is seriously huh? lost. We all get into our families and go. Up middle finger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's so so. It really really and is. And it's good the whole to thing
0: with the whole WhatsApp now. It's like, bro. Like, I remember being 15, 16 on the phone to hours, whether it's house phone, <laughs> mobile, hours, whether it was a girl, man, them. <laughs> when my brethrens ring me now, I like, I'm like, mm, I'll just drop them a WhatsApp message in ten minutes. Sometimes, or when I'm on the phone, I'm thinking, all right, three, four minutes, and that's it. It's mad how it's all changed. Do you get what I'm saying? And because 100%. of all that, it's like we're like we're all in groups, like WhatsApp groups. There's certain people in like WhatsApp groups I'm in. We grew up together, school together, checked girl together. I ain't seen them in like three years, but I chat to them on WhatsApp yeah, every other is, day. Yeah. That is that it is really effed is mad, up. Man. That is really effed really up. Is. Really that is, is. proper really is. effed up.
3: And the thing is, it's good of you to say that because we're all we're all Come victims here, to yeah. this, man. Yeah. And then it takes something bad to happen. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Before we really. Get and reason and conversate. And do you know what the maddest thing is? Just by doing this, the ideas that get dropped, the experiences that get shared, you don't know what that does for another person, man. What that instills in the head and what what, 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 what that's able for them to do for their own journey and their own story. It's a beautiful thing, man. Mm. It really is.
4: So he mentions, don't ever decide for yourself that videos about you or the things that you like to do won't be compelling to anyone else. Let the market decide. Trust Mm. me, it'll be honest with you. Yeah, Um the market decides, and the market's obviously numbers. At what point does the the numbers actually matter?
0: Said, we we've had know. this discussion amongst ourselves, haven't I mean, we? We've had pressure. discussion because what happened when we first started with fully booked? We couldn't give. A, we actually just said, let's just throw it out there on the outlet. See if, if if anyone vibes to it. Basically, like we love just chatting, and sometimes we just crack jokes, and maybe someone else might find it. So maybe they won't. Then it was like, okay. About the numbers, like this person's got this and then it was like we didn't start this for this numbers thing, like and mm. we just part that to the side again. Like we're not fussed, but I can see why numbers could matter. You could be an influencer, then you can get like you can get um branding and all this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean?
3: It's validity, innit? That's yeah. it. That's it. For for like if you've got validity within your own heart, it doesn't ever really matter. You just keep on putting out the content. Mm -hmm. But I think what kills that as well really, really is a killer is when you look left and right at competition. Well, it's not even competition, but you start labelling it, innit? You go, okay, this other person's got a podcast, this is what they're doing. And it takes the essence of the the rawness and the energy out of what you're doing, because you start going, I'm comparing, I'm comparing, I'm comparing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's when when the numbers become, I don't know, they become challenging.
2: So, like, I hear Chucky say this quite often, like, he's having conversations for the sake of having conversations. He's not doing this for, like, um, John down the road. So John doesn't need to tune in if John doesn't like what Chucky is saying. And the same kind of, like, goes here, dare I say, in regards to us having conversations. So if Chucky's having a conversation which is going to help, like, um, Peter and Joseph down the road then obviously more... Pa- like not more... Pa- I mean, th- then that's fantastic. Mm. And ultimately, I kind of think the same thing in regards to the conversations we have here. So, like, we're having a, a wider conversation about crushing it. And if this is going to inspire or motivate someone, mm. then that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think at the core of all of us, actually, because we spoke about this in regards to the ultra altruism, or I think it was. Yeah. We spoke yeah. About, I mean, we're more given than we are, dare I say, selfish. Mm. And I think... Like the wider, the wider argument or wider debate in regards to some of the stuff that I want to do ultimately I think is actually bigger than me I want to give back but ultimately there are goals even those things that I actually want to achieve mm-hmm. so if this helps me open the door in regards to having a wider audience and talking to people then fantastic that wraps up season 7 for more information you can listen to our book review buy the book or listen to the season in 4 for more information now on to our final best of with season 8 topics such as Carcadian rhythms CRP windows to the R90 programme itself Sleep by Nick Littlehells, which is where we'll begin with Nick explaining how he got into the industry.
1: I got asked by Oldham Athletic to sponsor their shirt. Uh, now, before you get too excited, this was way back in 96, 97. Mm-hmm. And to put a bedding company called Slumberland on the front of a football shirt created all sorts of craziness. But the only reason I did it, wrote the checkout, was because a lot of the workforce loved their local team, you know, Oldham Athletic. Yeah. Old so it's a nice thing for the local workforce to, inside the factory, to see their company name on their local football team. Anyway, I got invited to a few football things because of that, because I'm the guy who writes the checkout, mm-hmm. And that strangely engaged me with Manchester United. So um, I started to have a conversation um, with Alex Ferguson one day, and. Um, Whilst he is a sleeper, like we all are, he wasn't involved in the sleep industry. So my particular take on stuff um, just resonated in his ears. And mm. Back then there was no data capture, there was no GPS, there was no sports science, there was no nothing. We didn't even, we'd only just got phones, for God's sake. Mm. And so it was just, we started some dialogue and I was still working for my company, but working my contract out. But the dialogue started to happen with Manchester United. Now, I suppose if I was on any in any other area of the country, nobody would even have listened to me. Okay. But it happened to be Alex Ferguson. Um, he was very open to new stuff, new developments. And if we didn't know anything about something, then he would try and investigate it. So that's how it started. I started working with the physio, a guy called Dave Fever. Um, We started looking at players and what they were sleeping on and their environments, which was completely new. And that translated into, you know, talking to the players. Um, A lot of those players, you know, they were not on social media. It's the class of 92. Um, They were very focused on what they were doing. They were very sort of, you know, English-born and bred players at Manchester United at that time.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of them played for the England squad, so they started to talk to the England squad about, you know, this guy who talks to them about sleep. Uh, one of the guys who worked in and around the England squad was a guy called Gary Lewin, who was mm-hmm. also the Arsenal oh, so, so. yeah, yeah. And a new guy had just arrived called this French spectacle manager to the Arsenal <laughs> that's how long ago we're going um, and he was into all sorts of new stuff so mm. the combination of those things I got asked to to present to the first team at Arsenal and Arsenal was a completely different set of people there were people Czech Republic Nigeria Bayor, French Thierry Henry Fabregas it was just a crazy bunch of people in
4: And so I had to sort of sit down and go, right, they
1: want me to talk to the first team of Arsenal about sleep. And I sort of had to create what on earth a sleep coach is in sport. I'm not suggesting in the slightest I knew where we were going to go, but I think we're in such a massive social experiment uh, that continues almost on a day to day basis. So I think that's why recovery has to be re- redefined. And I'm redefining it every day mm. with all the athletes I work with and the challenges that they get faced with. Um, and it's just a really interesting subject. Yeah. I think the word sleep is just so yesterday. Okay. Um, it's just not a word that you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we are always talking about how do you get somebody whether they're elite athletes, whether it's Usain Bolt or, or anybody, how do you get them from A to B surrounded by schedules that are virtually non-human, um, whether that's e poker players, the Australian cricket team, England cricket team, whatever it is, is they're under extreme challenges and the ability to be able to maximise your mental and physical recovery has suddenly become massive. The big thing for everybody is to understand that, you know, sleep does not equal get your eight hours at night, don't eat too late, mm. you know, do your little things pre-sleep, yada, 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 yada. That just yeah. doesn't wash. into yeah. it as well.
0: It's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all, is it, Nick?
1: Well, it kind of is because it's a natural, it's like, the other health pillars, you know, you've got to exercise. Whether, yeah. Whether you walk for thirty minutes a day, you've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to hydrate, you've got to fuel up. Uh, you've got to be conscious of what you put in your mouth, um to its negative or positive or social or behavioral oh. changes do sleep is no different. You know, it's, it's not just something you do at the end of the day when there's nothing better to do. Yeah. It is it is something that can actually be planned into the most hectic of schedules. Yep, yeah. Wherever you live on this planet, just by
0: understanding how it works. What, what I meant about the one-size-fits-all, it's not a one-size-fits-all, is that there is this myth of eight hours a night, but actually, from, from going through your book and kind of reading the examples provided, some people actually it's not about eight hours a night. It's about your week and setting up your week because you are going to have evenings where you're out, you're out uh, evening meal out for drinks or whatever. And it's about kind of, and this kind of comes in nicely to kind of the whole R90 and and Carcadian rhythms. And can you possibly just touch on both of those and kind of for the listeners and the viewers, what those mean? Five
1: 90 minute cycles equals 7.5 hours. -hmm. There it puts a definition on eight hours a day there's no argument about having the need to be in eight hours worth of recovery in any 24 hours as a human but trying to get it all in one block which is the eight hour a night revolution is not natural so it's only a short period of time before light was invented electric light that humans always slept in what's called a polyphasic manner, which is shorter periods more often. So we know about siestas. We know about <sighs> graveyard the day, We know about fatigue happening in all sorts of places, like the heat behind the wheel of a car on a motorway mm-hmm. at 70 miles an hour, which is utterly ridiculous. But it puts it in context. And I think when you start thinking about your day in 90-minute cycles, Just because it's the length of a football game with a break in the middle, you know.
4: (laughs) I was going to ask why 90?
1: You you can't go a full 90. You've got to take a break. You've got to rehydrate. You've got to do this. You've got to reevaluate where you're going and then move on. So it kind of put it in context way back then. So that's where the R90 technique came from. Not a, I didn't make it up. It's something Mm. that's evolved from the clinical environment, but it also made sense. So when you start looking at an individual which you quite rightly point out, it is a bit bespoke, that if you chop their day up into 90-minute cycles, you get the first thing you want to look at is, is the natural point of wake, um, which is about chronotypes. These are sleep characteristics. I'd always heard about owls and larks my grandparents. It means an evening type or a morning type. and mm. um, You can go into that as much as you want, but it basically means that the evening type and the morning type have a genetic twist, is their ability to produce serotonin, which unsuppresses everything and makes us function, and the melatonin, which suppresses everything and moves us towards a recovery state. And those two hormones are completely triggered by light. Sunrise, midday, sunset, diminished light, and dark. Mm. So once you identify your natural chronotype wait time, You know, mine is 6.30, guys. You know, I'm awake, and I want to go. I'm hungry. I'm smashing it. I want to do stuff. But the PM the evening time is not producing that level of serotonin, so they're hitting the snooze button as much as they possibly can before they have to start their day.
0: That's me. So you
1: combine those two things together, top your day up into 90-minute cycles, and what that does is allow you to be able to look at your week ahead, and determine that you want 35 cycles in a week, five a day, five 90-minute cycles, or shorter cycles, 30 minutes, which is a natural midday cycle, 30 minutes or less. So you can map out your day and say, am I going to get 35 cycles, a combination of how many 90-minute cycles back-to-back, nocturnally, depending on my occupation, I could do on midday, how many little thirty-minute cycles can I slot in to get my thirty-five? And then you can see how your weeks play out with all the variables that goes on. But then also, even at the point of wake, don't worry about what's just happened. You were out of control of it. So if you slept well, who cares? If you didn't sleep well, who cares? Just start your day well. Go through every 90-minute cycles thinking about little distracted breaks, thinking about how you can do this. And as negative and positive things just come your way, how do you deal with them? Right, I'm just going to put one in there, put one in there, five minutes here, two minutes there. Balance it out. And that's the only way you can coach, you know, elite athletes, whether it's NBA, NFL, NHL, NRL, and wherever you go, or even pilot, their schedules are just being pushed like mad. And they realise it's not about the reward financially. Is It's just that companies, even in sports and outside, are just producing schedules that are just non human for us. That doesn't mean to say we need to give in, but that's what the technique does, is it allows a surgeon, in a hospital, a DJ, uh, whatever it is to sort of map out how they're going to maximize their recovery, but without thinking all the time and worrying and creating anxiety and creating addictive behaviors, that if they don't get their eight hours at night, you know, they're going to die or they won't function. <laughs> and so I think it's just... Just redefining what we think about this process and how we do it, but in a very natural way.